0: You're listening to Close the Loop, a podcast for business decision makers who are eager to put on their marketing hat and prove the worth of their campaigns. Here to get you excited about attribution and invite you to act on these topics is the host, Kevin Deeney, a true marketing and data nerd, live and virtual event speaker, and fan of all things Batman. He's joined by a variety of guests, subject matter experts, and colleagues who are passionate about helping business leaders like you to succeed. No need to take notes. Just visit the show page on CallSource.com and read the transcripts, watch the episodes, or get any links mentioned in the show. Hello. And welcome to the Close the Loop podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Dini. And today we're going to be jumping into local digital marketing strategies. We're going to be talking about all things local, local marketing, uh, marketing for local businesses, how that works. What's the best way to do that? What are some things you should look out for? We're going to be focusing mostly on the digital side. But, you know, sometimes there's jump into marketing can go all, all over the place. So to really help me dive into this topic is someone I've contacted and I've really sought out as, okay, this guy knows his stuff. This is a guy who really understands SEO, really understands local marketing, local businesses, and I thought would be a great person to have on. So our guest today is Brandon Lebowitz. Brandon is the owner of SEO Optimizers. His company helps businesses generate more traffic, but not only that, traffic that converts into sales and leads using proven, I love that term, SEO strategies. So Brandon has helped Thousands of small and medium-sized businesses grow their online presence. He's definitely been doing this a lot and has done this for a while. He is passionate about seeing others' businesses succeed, which I think is really cool. And he's uh, he's very passionate about skateboarding. So welcome, Brandon. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to sharing some tips about local SEO.
0: Let's ground everyone with what we're kind of talking about. When we say local marketing, what does that mean and... How would, let's say, is that different than every other type of marketing that exists?
1: So local will be more geo-targeting a specific area or radius or city or region that you want to focus on versus just trying to just reach everybody. Now you're like, I have a specific, maybe I have a physical location, a brick and mortar business that I want people to come to. Or I might be a service-based business like a plumber or dentist or something like that, where they serve a five or 10 mile radius. And the way Google usually works is they'll show you for your keywords or for your, like if someone's searching for your keywords in a general area, they'll show you for like a 10 or 15 mile radius. But if you're trying to build out more than that, then it's all about trying to get creative, maybe having virtual offices or creating local pages on your website, or just trying to figure out other strategies to, to get up in those areas. But local kind of adds a layer of extra work because now we're trying to also optimize just like we'd optimize your website. But now you have a Google my business, getting listed in Google Maps or Yelp or all these other places that want to get you ranked higher as well. So it's not just ranking your website now, it's ranking your website plus getting in all these local directories and trying to get you that visibility.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's really great for a business to consider. Like, How much of my customers are, you know, local or geographic, even if they're not necessarily, they don't consider themselves maybe a local business, the local strategies of, okay, well you do, if you have physical location, or if you have a business, there's still that locality to consider. You're still part of that community. You're still in that area. So I think that's, I think it could definitely help a lot of businesses. So here's something I've heard a lot, right. From smaller local businesses is, and I hear this oftentimes from like a restaurant is like, why do I need marketing? You know, like my location is my marketing. Why would I need more than that? Why do I need a web page? Why do I need SEO? Why do I need advertising? Like sell me on why I need more marketing than just having my physical location be everything that I'm about. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, no, the physical location is just one aspect of it, but got to draw attention to it and get eyeballs on it. Cause you could create a, a page on or, on Google My Business or Google Maps or even like you create a listing on Yellow Pages, but in like the old directory, but you're just going to get lost in that sea of it. So you got to make yourself stand out and sometimes just promote yourself a little bit more. Otherwise there's just too many options out there, especially nowadays on Google. There's endless supplies of websites, depending on if you're a local business in like Los Angeles, like a restaurant, there's a lot of competition out there. So you got to differentiate yourself somehow and get people to want to check you out versus other competitors or the restaurants or whatever it is that's out there, but got of differentiate yourself and marketing is a way to just get yourself out there in a different way that reaches a new audience and gets new people to potentially come and
0: check you out. Yeah. Wow. What a great answer. Okay. So the next thing I've heard a lot is okay. Marketing sounds good, but from what I hear, you know, not without having done it really, I often hear marketing is just so expensive. Like it's, it's costly. Um, Do I have to hire people? Do I have to spend a bunch of money on ads? Is local marketing, especially the digital side, is it always come with a big price tag?
1: It just depends on the competition and how competitive your industry is. It's not really one size fits all with SEO and digital. It really depends like how established are you? Are you a brand new business? It's going to take a lot longer versus someone that's been around and established and has gained some trust from Google. It'll be a lot quicker and easier, but also it comes down to really... How many websites are out there trying to compete for that first page of Google? Of you know, like your local business or a restaurant in Los Angeles, there's a lot of competition. Versus a restaurant maybe in some smaller town, it'd be a little bit quicker and easier, and that would cost less money and be less time intensive. And it really just comes down to that: really, just who's the competition and how much SEO have they done versus you, and where is the disconnect, and how can we fill that up? What's what's missing that they've done that you haven't done, and how can we get you there? Is a big competitor. They might have been around for 10 years building it up and it takes time where you want to compete with them, you'll be able to do it. But it's just, you have to be realistic that it's going to take some time to just build that trust up of Google because Google sees a website that's 10 years old versus a brand new one. They're going to go with the older one just because they've been around for longer and they trust
0: that. I mean, a business sometimes decides, you know what, I need to focus on my getting my business going, started. I need to focus on getting the right people here. I need to focus on making sure that the things my business does, what it serves, what it delivers, what it sells, what it provides is going. So why is it that amidst all of this and everything a local business is trying to do that they will often just ignore marketing?
1: A lot of people just don't realize that people aren't going to find them if they don't make themselves stand out and People think that if I create this really nice website, I spend all this money building a website, that people are going to come to me. But if you're not marketing it, if you're not promoting it, people are not going to really find it. If you have the worst, ugliest website, if you're new in marketing, people will find it and people will come to you. You might not get as many sales unless you optimize that website to look better, but you'll still be getting people that come to you versus if you're not marketing it. It's going to be tough to get other people and friends and family and referrals to find you. So if you're looking to get new people, the best way is by Doing some marketing and just trying to get get that awareness, get people to find you somehow, whether it's writing content, on articles, doing press releases, blogging, doing videos, doing podcasts, doing social media, but whatever it is, just to get the word out there, email marketing, TV, radio, anything, but you gotta get people aware of you. you. Gotta get let people know that you exist. That's the one thing is it's tricky. And there's so much competition out there nowadays, especially online. There's so many people have a website. So It's tough to differentiate yourself, but you got to get creative and start doing it sooner than later that marketing.
0: That's a really good idea. And and it ranks up in there as a priority, right? For businesses like, okay, well, yeah, you got to get your business going, got to get the foundations laid, processes in place that are going to be able to deliver your products and services to your customers, which sort of brings me to the, you know, the next part I was kind of curious about, which was, okay, so you decide, you know, maybe I will take a look at marketing. And I was curious, if a business, let's say, decides to do this, and they do have some current customers, maybe let's start there first. So what channels, what kind of marketing can a b- local business employ to keep their current customers coming back, right? Tension, how, how can their marketing help them expand and keep, hold on tighter to the current customers they already have?
1: No, they should definitely be reaching out to the existing customers that are the best. As long as it's not something you just purchase one time, but keeping yourself top of mind by having an email list, somehow getting their emails. If they are past clients, you probably got their contact information, but definitely running some email campaigns. Email marketing is definitely the most effective by far because you have full control. You can just send out that email to any time. And if you have 10,000 people on your list, all 10,000 people will be sent that email, but definitely got to, Build that email list. I mean, that's what I always tell everyone. Number one, build an email list up. You could do remarketing where you follow people around. If you've went to a website and you don't make a purchase or you don't do a specific action, ads can follow you around. You could also do the same thing for people that have become a client or used your services in the past. You could say, All right, a year from now or six months from now, let's run some remarketing ads, depending on if you're like if you're a dentist, maybe you say, Hey, come in for a teeth cleaning, or if you're doctor you say, Hey, it's time for your annual physical or whatever it may be, but getting creative and just trying to have some banner ads. that could follow them around or even create some YouTube ads or whatever platform you want to advertise on, but just getting yourself out there. You could upload lists of email addresses that have been to your website or people have been to a specific page. Maybe they went to the checkout page or the contact us page and filled out a form. So you knew they've potentially used your services. You could start remarketing to them and that's going to be a great way to keep yourself top of mind. And also like just sending up follow-up emails, asking them what they thought of your product or service. If maybe they could leave you a review if you can do that. I know you can't do it on all the platforms, but some places you could ask for a review, but you got to be careful. You can't necessarily ask them to, but you could kind of imply it, things like that. But yeah, those are all great ways to keep yourself top of mind for people that have already used your services. And to find new people, definitely just try to put yourself in the user's point of view if you were looking for your product or service, where would you go? Are you going to go on Google or are you going to go on Facebook or are you go on Instagram or are you go on Yelp, you know, go on Craigslist, Angie's list, whatever it may be. But you just got to try to think of if you were looking for your services, where would you go? And that's going to be the main thing. If you need to be in front of your audience, you don't need to be everywhere. You just need to be in front of your audience and take a step back, which is tough as a business owner, but just try to think of like, if you were looking for your product or service, where would you go? And that's going to really help you out a lot.
0: Yeah, the, you brought, you bring up something right there at the end there about right? like understanding your audience. So how does a business figure out their audience and understand them, and you know the places they may go and the things they may be using to research? You know, let's say you're a business owner, and went, okay, well, how are my customers coming to me? You know, what channels are they using? How are they researching? What steps are they taking before they make the purchase? I think sometimes a local business might consider, well, local businesses, you know, maybe they have price tags of varying degree, like a restaurant has a $15 lunch versus this other one is $30,000 new roof (laughs) for my house. So the price tag could vary quite a lot there. It might mean like there's much more research being done. It might mean there's a certain type of demographic. It might mean a certain type of customer and they may have some idea of that, but how do they kind of validate that and really understand their customer better?
1: Yeah, there's, free tools that Google gives you like Google analytics. It's a free tool that will show you everything you want to know about your website traffic. So if you're getting traffic to your website, you could use that data to make statistically informed decisions about who your audience is, where they go on your website, how long do they stay on each page on your website? How are they behaving? And all this stuff is really out there. It's a free tool. There's other tracking tools out there, but Google analytics will give you one from Google. So I would definitely take advantage of that and try to just, learn as much as you can because there's a wealth of information. It's a little overwhelming at times. People just get lost in the sea of data, but just slowly or just click around. You're not going to break anything. I always tell people like you're not going to break anything on Google Analytics. You just click on everything and you're just going to learn a bunch of information about who your audience is and learn a ton of data. But also if you're maybe like a service-based business and let's say you're like a dentist, you can reach out to other dentists in other states. Where you're not direct competitors and ask them, like, hey, can I maybe pay you a couple hundred bucks to pick your brain for an hour or two and try to find someone that's established and maybe get them as like a mentor kind of thing where they could give you advice? Because if you're not direct competitors, they're more than likely willing to help out possibly if they have time. But if you compensate them with some money, they probably would help out. So think about that if you can. That's one great way, as long as they're not direct competitors. Like myself, I'm an SEO company, never get another SEO company to help each other out because we're all direct competitors, but like with localized businesses, you kind of can do that as long as you're not competing in the same state or wherever it might be, even same cities, potentially you could reach out to other people to get some advice and get some tips because if it's working for them. You could definitely see what's worked and what's not worked and kind of skip that learning phase of what mistakes they've made in the past and just focus on what's going to work.
0: That is really helpful. I think sometimes too, a business owner may have some idea But it's more like, you know, let me just see what's working for them. Let me ask, let me see what agencies or what experts are saying. Because marketing is a kind of a field where parts of it feel like they haven't changed in forever, you know, but other parts of it feel like they're changing so quickly, so often, and figuring out, okay, what is changing? What works now? What is an effective way to generate business for or to grow my business online using marketing is something that, you know, it does help to get a pulse on. So Brandon let's say an owner, a small business, a local business wants to know, well, what's the right channel mix, right? Like what channels are working right now at this point in time uh, for businesses? What would you say about that? You know, as it stands today,
1: it just depends on their business. And I would say like step back and put yourself in the user's point of view. And if you were looking for your services, where would you go? And that's going to be the best way to go about it. But usually Google People are searching on Google, they're searching, they're looking, they have intent. That's usually going to be the best. Same seems like YouTube, people are searching, they're looking. Versus social media, people are just browsing, and you're targeting them based off interest, but that doesn't necessarily mean they want to use your services or product at that time. It just means they might have been interested in the past or in the future, but not necessarily now, whereas Google, they're looking, they're showing that direct intent. So I usually tell people Google's probably going to be the best, but... Every business is different. It's not really that's not really one size fits all. Everyone's different. But usually people start on Google, search around. Then they'll like vouch for you, checking on like social media, making sure you're a real business, reading reviews and things like that. But usually people will find you on Google first or Yelp. If you're a localized business, Yelp is really big in the U.S. Maybe not in worldwide, but in the United States, Yelp really dominates. So having presence on there and then just trying to see where else you could Build it up, but I always tell people YouTube is great because people want visual content. People buy off people, so if you could start building a YouTube channel up. That will also be really great in the long run because Google owns YouTube, so Google is going to always give preferential like treatment to YouTube. So when you search on Google, sometimes you'll see video ads or videos appear in the search results. So in the organic, the free listings in Google, when you search, sometimes videos appear. Ninety percent of the time, it's going to be a YouTube video because Google owns YouTube and. Google wants to make money on Google and you don't click on an ad. Google's not making money. And there's like, all right, that didn't really help us out. But if you search on Google and there's a video there and it's a YouTube video and you click on it, the first thing that appears anytime you watch a video, there's always an advertisement. So YouTube is making money, which is really Google making money. And I feel like Google is just going to keep putting a bigger emphasis on that. And also like everything's really going to like video. Instagram is primarily videos now. There's still images, but it's a lot of video content. TikTok is all video. I mean, people want video. People don't want to sit there and read or people's attention stamps are just too short nowadays.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And there's implications for all that. Just like you mentioned, different businesses may want different demographics where they are comfortable reading others. You're in the TikTok world <laughs> and you need like, you know, 15 seconds to get your point across on a quick video. Show me, don't tell me, you know? So it definitely makes sense. Like depending on what the business's target is, we've talked about Yeah, you can figure that out. You can look at your current customers, past customers. You can look at your Google Analytics. A good setup, like a good on paper, here's the kind of customers, here's the kind of traffic you're getting today, and what you might expect in the future if you keep doing what you're doing. So, what I was curious about was, you know, sites like Yelp, like Yellow Pages, YouTube, more than that. I know, like for home service businesses, there's a website called like Angie, Angie's List. For doctors, there's sometimes a website like Healthgrades or Find a Doctor or whatever it is. There's sometimes there's these listing sites, right? Now, how important are listing sites to local businesses, like being able to be listed in there or in the, the business directory of a you know local small business like a chapter or something? How important are the listing sites for local businesses? Well, the listing sites definitely help out a
1: lot because they help you rank higher on Google, so. The more websites that talk about you or mention you the more trust Google's going to give you and the higher you're going to be able to rank on google or especially google maps google maps they want to see you listed on all these different directories the more directories you're on the higher you're going to rank on google maps but the one thing with those directories is you have to have your consistency your name address and phone number it's called nap citation Naps like the more places your business name address and phone number is listed the more trust google is going to give you and the higher they're going to rank you on google maps So, a lot of Google Maps optimizations is just getting you on all those different directories, even though some of them might be really small and no one's on them. Just having your name, address, and phone number, you don't have to pay for like premium versions of these directories. Some of them will like say, pay us $50 to enhance your listing. Don't necessarily need to do that. You just need to be listed on it. And the free listings are perfectly fine. Just making sure that everything is consistent. So, if you do move or change addresses, Going to have to change all those listing addresses because Google's going to get confused. And the way it works is like, I could create a listing or a Google My Business saying, Hey, Google, here's my address for a dentist. And Google's like, Are you really a dentist? Like, we don't want to just send people to your dental office and find out you don't exist. So Google will let me create my page on Google Maps where I'd say, Hey, I'm a dentist in Los Angeles. But Google's like, We're not going to just rank you yet because we want to make sure you really are who you say you are. And the way they do that is by looking at other websites talking about to you. Like if I'm a dentist, it would make sense that I'm also not just only on Google Maps, but I'm on Yelp and Yellow Pages and MapQuest and Bing Maps and Healthgrades and all these other sites. The more sites that you're on that list your business name, address, and phone number, the more trust Google's going to give you. But also some of the bigger ones, like if there's like a really, really big one in an industry, maybe then you might want to spend some money to advertise just to get yourself to the top of it. But in general, if you're just trying to get citations and just throwing your name out there, like on the yellow pages, no one goes to the yellowpages.com, but Google goes there, sees those backlinks or sees those citations. It gets you ranked higher in Google Maps. So it's kind of a weird little strategy, but the more places that you're on that have accurate information about your business, the bit higher you are going to be able to rank on Google Maps.
0: Yeah. And all this, all these sites, right. I've often talked to... Some people on phone calls doing demos are like, man, there's just a lot of stuff I have to do. I have to work on SEO over here, my social media over here. I have to put ads over here. I have to run campaigns here. I have to remember all the sites. I have to answer my reviews. I have to run these email campaigns. There is a lot. It can be very overwhelming. So if a business is like, okay, well, I'm doing all this stuff, how do I know what's working, where it's working, what's working really well, maybe what's working in tandem, You know, lifting other other types of marketing... So how does a business kind of get a pulse on and figure out what marketing is working for them?
1: If you're doing digital, then I would check Google Analytics because that's going to show you everything related to digital marketing. So Google Analytics is that free tool that you sign up for it and you put a little tracking code on your website. And once you put that tracking code on your website, then Google is going to start showing you data about your visitors, who they are, where they found you, if they've done a conversion action, like calling you up or emailing you or submitting a form or whatever that conversion goal is, signing up for your email list, downloading an ebook, whatever it is, but all that stuff can be tracked through Google Analytics. The sooner you install Google Analytics, the better. It's a free tool. You have to put a tracking code on, and if you put the tracking code on next month, you're not going to get this past month's data. It only starts tracking once you start adding that code, and it's not that difficult to add that tracking code. It takes maybe like 30 minutes at most, and... If you don't know how to do it, if you have a web developer, they can help you. Or just search on Google. How to install Google Analytics on... And then you fill in the blank. If you're on WordPress, how to install Google Analytics on WordPress. If you're on Squarespace, how to install Google Analytics on Squarespace. And they'll walk you through step-by-step how to install that. And that's probably the best place to look at digital. What's working, what's not working. And even some offline. You could put like tracking codes on your URL saying go to mywebsite.com forward slash TV. And then you can track... Anyone that's ran, and then you run a TV, an ad on TV saying go to this URL, and then you can attribute anyone that went to that URL from the TV ad. So there's ways to tie digital into traditional. Google Analytics is probably the best. There's tons of other tracking tools out there, but Google Analytics is free, it's from Google. So I would definitely jump on that one sooner than later to get that data.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. We've been saying a lot, actually, here, like Google Analytics, Google Analytics. <laughs> and I love it because that's, that is where you, a website is sort of a central place. So even a local business who's like, man, I got to get a website. I feel like, yeah, you kind of got to get a website. There's such a big benefit to it, to it coming in there. The analytics part of it is free. Like you said, it does take some time to set up. But the benefits of it coming off of that are huge. And being able to have those insights, what would you do if you knew you know, a certain channel is driving growth for you and a certain one isn't? You know, I think you'd be like, well, let's let's put more gas on the one that's working really well and see if we can get more out of it. You know, maybe fifty dollars for a premium listing goes a long way from a site that we're getting a lot of great quality traffic. Because it's it's at the end of the day. I don't necessarily say it's all about traffic. It's like in what you do. It's a lot more about quality leads, sales, revenue, bringing success for the business. That sometimes doesn't always mean dialing up traffic but dialing up the quality of traffic and that there's just so much going on there. So there's another thing I wanted to ask you about here, which was the Google local services ads, which are not for every industry. I don't know how much you you want to dive into this, but it is like a, a type of ad that Google allows for local businesses of a certain industry type. I think there's a list of, I think it's like 20 or something types of industries. It works for, dentists and plumbers and electricians and stuff like that. Could you explain like what Google local services ads are and what their purposes are for businesses and who, who've never heard of it, let's say.
1: Yeah. So there's a bunch of different ads that Google lets you run. And if you're not in that 10 list of 10 things that you mentioned, there's ads that you can run on Google maps. So when you search on Google maps, there's sometimes ads that appear there. There's always three organic listings, but sometimes Google's adding a fourth one where it's an advertisement. So you can pay to get in there, and that one could be any local business. It doesn't have to be a specific list, and that's just running Google local ads. So you go into Google Ads, create an account, sign up, and then they're gonna give you all these different types of ads you can run. You can run like keyword ads on Google search, you can run banner ads, you can do Gmail ads, you can do YouTube ads, you can also do like maps, you can do shopping, you can do a ton of different ads, which I always recommend to people. Like if you're running ads, the keyword ads are going to be very expensive. But if you're running these other types of ads, banners, YouTube, local maps, it's going to be a lot cheaper and you're get more visibility exposure because the way the ads work is the more people that bid on keyword or bid on whatever you're advertising on, the more expensive we become. So if we're both bidding on keywords saying, I want to rank for dentist Los Angeles. I'll pay $5 per click. You might say, I'll pay $5 and one cent a click. Then I'll be like, all right, I'll pay $5 and two cents. two cents. We keep bidding each other up and it just keeps going and going because it's It's really easy to bid on keywords. Most people have a website where they're just like, all right, let me drive traffic to that website by placing keywords. But not many people do banner ads, which are also really effective is running those banner ads. It takes a little bit more time where you have to create the banners. So less people are bidding on those. It's less expensive, but really like YouTube too. YouTube videos are going to be very cheap because not many people bid on them or not many people create the videos. So it's not as much competition. And again, like going back to like the visual content, like people buy off people, like, having something a video out there is going to be best. But then there's also like you said, like the local expert guides where Google lets you kind of be at the top saying you're an expert. And that one is, I think for like you said, like 10 or there's like a select amount of industries, like realtors could be in there and things like that, where they just another revenue or place to try to get more visibility and more eyeballs on your content. And I always tell people with the ads, you never know what's going to work. It's all about testing and seeing what works, push more money to that pull money away from what's not working. So kind of just throwing everything against the wall initially and seeing which ones are going to get you the most leads at the lowest cost per click or the lowest cost per lead or cost per acquisition. Trying to figure out what's going to get you that best return on your investment because it really comes down to just testing. You never know what's going to work or what's not going to work or what's going to be expensive. Like sometimes those clicks could be $50 a click on Google or a hundred dollars a click where it's like, this is going to be really expensive if I, If I'm selling a really high-ticket item, I can make my money back. But if not, I'm going to have to find something a little bit more cost-effective. Because
0: Yeah, wow. Definitely put a punctuation on what you just said about testing. (laughs) Yeah, there's lots of agencies and marketers who've maybe worked in a company just like yours. And they can come to you and say, this is the exact thing that's going to work really well. Sure, and it might work pretty well. But testing is... So powerful and helps a business really narrow in because not every business is the same. Not every business has the same legacy, the same experience, the same types of service, the way that deliver the service. Something about your business is unique, and you want it to be unique. That kind of means your marketing may not work the same that everyone else's marketing does. I think a lot of times it's like marketing that's just a TV commercial. No, no, like there's so much more. There's so much more you can do, and there's so much more your business should explore. That means testing, and like you said, throwing all your eggs in one big basket and spending a ton of money to make one commercial, sure, maybe it'll do great. But I think there's also the avenue to try smaller bite-sized chunks, especially for a local smaller business to, okay, let's throw it over here. Let's see how it performs. Let's do this and that. Let's see how those work together. Let's try this. Let's try that. Let's try. Let's try. And even when we try, let's see if we can improve it for a while. And if we can't, okay, let's see, see what else works. That sort of try, get feedback, explore, routine, that process is so critical to getting marketing that does eventually work, that that is such a big deal. And this leads me right to another great question here, Ren. Doing all of that, right? Okay. It's one thing to get marketing, to figure out you need it, to launch it. The other part is, is optimizing and improving it, figuring out what's working better than something else and allocating that budget more appropriately. A lot of times, that ends up being the overwhelming part. A business figures it out, gets an ad going, and then sort of forgets about it. What does it look like if a business needs help, right? If a business is like, either I got to hire someone or I got to go elsewhere to an external agency, I got to get help for this. What does that look like typically for a business who, who's like, you know what, I need some help. And I don't have the ton of resources to spend. So what does that look like for a business who does need a local business who who needs help with its marketing?
1: Know they just got to figure out, do they want to hire a company or hire people internally or learn it themselves, but it's going to be different if they're overwhelmed and don't want to do it themselves or don't have the time, then they should probably look for company to help them out. But if they want to hire people internally and build up a team, they can do that as well. It just depends on what route they really want to go and just finding someone that's appropriate and can really help them out and align with their goals and what they're looking to do. They're trying to get more leads, more phone calls, more emails, but, trying to make sure that everything aligns properly with what they're doing and who they're going to potentially bring on.
0: For the business that's considering, okay, I'd like to take a look at my SEO side. So this is your bread and butter here, Brandon was how much does local SEO, right? Trying to get organic search engine optimized website. How much does the local SEO differ from what I'd consider is typical SEO or normal SEO? So is there something special or different about uh, local targeted SEO. Yep.
1: So for local, you need to have pages on your website for each city that you want to target. If you're a realtor and you're targeting Los Angeles, you might want to create a page for Los Angeles, for Santa Monica, Venice beach for all these different places. Because if someone's searching for real estate in Venice beach and you don't have a page about it, Google's not going to think you're relevant versus if you have a page about it, then Google's going to say, okay, This page is about Venice Beach, real estate. This aligns with what you're searching for. Let's potentially show you. But you have to create local pages for all the different places that you want to target. That's very, very important. Also, got to get listed on Google My Business to get you on Google Maps. That's really important as well. And then taking that listing. And I mean, a lot of people think they need reviews. Reviews don't really matter too much on Google or Yelp or any of those. It's not the number of reviews. You could search for any of your keywords. You could see... The first person on Google Maps might have five reviews. The second one could have 200 reviews. The third one could have 50 reviews. It's not the reviews that matter. It's really the keywords people use in the reviews. That is so very important. If someone leaves your review saying, great company, Brandon was so knowledgeable and helpful. He's the best. I recommend him to everyone. And they give me a five stars. That's good. But it doesn't help me out to rank higher. If I want to rank higher, I need someone to say, I live in Los Angeles. I was looking for an SEO company. I found Brandon. He helped my business in Santa Monica rank higher for my keywords. So hitting all these different keywords, Los Angeles, Santa Monica, SEO, more keywords you put in those reviews, the higher you're going to be able to rank on Google and on Yelp or Amazon or any of these platforms. Like keywords in reviews are one of the biggest ranking signals that not many people focus on. Also, Consistency with your name, address, and phone number. So make sure everywhere your business name, address, and phone number is listed is accurate. And the way to do that is just search in Google. Search in Google for your phone number and see all the places that pull your phone number up. And these are all ranking on the first page of Google. These are all pages that Google's putting a lot of emphasis on. Make sure all the information, in your name, address, and phone number is 100% consistent. Search for your address, see where you're listed as well. Make sure that's accurate. Search for your business name search for your business name in quotation marks because then it search for your exact business name. So if you just put like my company name is SEO optimizers, if I just put that to Google, it's going to pull up all this stuff that's related to SEO, not really related to my business. But if I put quotations around my company name, it's going to show me everything related to my business. So quotations mean when you search in Google, that it has to be that exact, whatever you search in those quotation marks has to be there verbatim. Can't change the order around, can't change plurals or synonyms or singulars it's going to show exactly what's there and that's a great way to just double check and make sure everything is consistent but really a big thing is filling out all the information when you're in Google my business or Yelp or any of these profiles it's going to say write about us like here's 500 words to write about your business if you only put 100 words you're missing out on a lot of voices to face because All these algorithms are based off content. They can't really read images or videos yet. They're getting better, but they need text. The more text you put in there, the better. So fill out all that information until it's 100% complete, until you can't put any more information in where it says About Me, services, like whatever places that lets you put text, fill it out. Same with images. Fill out those images. I mean, upload images, but before you upload those images, name them with words. Like, don't just... Have file names, image001.jpg. Google and Yelp and all these platforms can't read images. So name your images with keywords. And this is where you could say, like, Los Angeles SEO company. That could be your image name because Google really looks at the file name and puts a lot of emphasis on whatever that file name is. And don't just upload images from your phone. Save them to your website or your desktop. Rename them. That's really going to help out a lot, too, as well, to get you more to more eyeballs on your images. And those are kind of just like some of the best practices. But there's a lot of other stuff that goes into local SEO. But that's kind of what differentiates it from regular SEO. Is regular SEO, you're going to do normal optimizations. Plus, you're going to do this. So it adds an extra layer of work. So local seems easier. But it's really it's more work. It's less competition because you're not competing nationally. But it's a lot more that needs to be done to get you up there.
0: Wow. I didn't know what bunch of the stuff you just said and that's really interesting i've heard about a lot of this a lot of things too i think in the industry to be like well i've heard that you know if you do it's like a superstition if you look up at the moon before you go to bed at night then your marketing will do better or you know i heard some guy say that you know yelp doesn't work or it's just a you know it's terrible or there's a lot of confusing, misunderstanding, misinformation around marketing stuff for businesses out there. So it's tough. That's why it's great to kind of, okay, let's let's focus this episode. Let's, let's really talk about local marketing here and all the stuff that is working and really get this narrowed down. So at the end of the day, right? So I have two questions. The first one is how long should a business expect? Okay. They've decided to do, let's say they took you up Brandon, on everything you've mentioned. They've done it all. How long would they expect it to take before the lag time before the results start coming in for them. And second, in terms of what should a business do, let's say the business is like, okay, I'll do, I'll take your advice, Brandon for the next 90 days. So just tell me, give me a list of stuff you'd want me to do that I can get going on in the, in the next 90 days to have the best chance of success. So first one, first part of this is how long does this stuff usually take? And the second one is, okay, the first 90 days of getting going here, what would you give them as advice?
1: And it takes about six months to, to to really kick in with SEO just because Google doesn't trust you. So that's the biggest thing is getting that <laughs> trust up. Google does not trust anyone. The way to build that trust up is getting backlinks, getting other websites to talk about you. And that all takes time. And there are shortcuts. But if Google sees that you're doing a shortcut, they're going to penalize you and drop you down and kick you off Google permanently, which is the last thing we want to happen. So slow, steady growth. But over time, you're just going to build it up and build it up. and keep getting more and more traction and more and more growth. But It all does take time, unfortunately, with SEO. There's no shortcut around that. And 90-day period, I just tell people to add more content to the website. That's going to be the easiest, less technical aspect is just create more content on every page on the website, create pages for all the different locations that they want to target. That's going to be huge and add about 400 words of content to each page. Without content, Google's going to have a tough time ranking you or understanding what that page is about. So. I know a lot of people are be like, how do I write 400 words if I'm a realtor? How do I write 400 words about real estate in Venice beach and Santa Monica and for most of all these different places, it's going to be tough, but I you know, get creative and just try to think of content. Like most people are not going to read this content. It's for Google. So I just tell people put the content at the very bottom of your page. Don't have it at the very top. You don't have to have 400 words of just content there. And nobody's going to want to read that, but put at the very bottom of your page, Google will see that content and that's going to help them better understand what that page is about. And that's going to have a huge impact on your rankings. I mean, that's something that everyone could do without having to build backlinks or go on their coding and make technical changes, add more pages and add more content. And I can almost guarantee they will see a lift in traffic and start seeing themselves rank for all these different locations that they'd otherwise weren't ranking for. Because if you don't have a page about it, it's gonna be really, really tough to rank on Google for that service.
0: That is some great advice. Now, Brandon, we've talked a lot, a lot of things. We haven't gone super deep, let's say. I mean, you've touched a little bit more on the SEO side, because I think that was really relevant. But let's say someone has questions for you. They want to follow up. They want to know more about your company. want to know more about what you do, what you offer, how it maybe could help them. They want to just learn more about local marketing. Uh, How could a company or person get in touch with you, find out more about you, or learn more about your company?
1: So everyone that's checking out this podcast, if I create a special gift for them, if they go to my website, which is SEOoptimizers.com forward slash gift. They can find that there. That's dot com forward slash gift. And they can find all my contact information there and I also do free consultation. So if you do have a website, I could kind of dive into it and give you some feedback from an SEO point of view of what's working, what's not working and where that disconnect is with your competitors and how you can get you up there. So if someone's looking for that as well, I'm happy to dive in and give some feedback and analysis of what's working and how to get them to the level that they want to be.
0: That's great. I think it's really helpful when a business is like, look, maybe there's a part of this I'm willing to do myself. Maybe none of this I want to do myself, but at least there's the flexibility of options. Okay. Give me a head start. Tell me where I need to go. And then the business can say, okay, yeah, it's going to take a lot of resources. We may have everything down pat, but this is going to take maybe resources we don't necessarily have, or it's going to, you know, maybe I'm going to pull out my, my pen. (laughs) It hit the 400 word articles and just see what I can do, see what I can come up with. And I think that flexibility allows businesses to really figure out themselves in a local in local market, because I think it is difficult to really push when you have limited resources. So I think it means it kind of feels like, man, every resource dollar or hour I spend is really important and critical. So thank you, Brandon. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking about local marketing, digital marketing in the local space for local businesses. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this with our audience. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, this is great. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening to this episode. And I hope that you are encouraged and you've got some great ideas or you've got some questions that you're ready to, to take and help your business grow in the local your local business grow with local marketing or digital marketing or however it is. So again, thank you and uh, have a great day.